0: Welcome to an inspirational message, recorded live at Little Falls Christian Centre. Well, after all those wonderful words of praise from Harold, let me just qualify or clarify a situation. Um, I've always been involved in finances. I, I helped my uncle run, run his cosmetic business while I was at school. My father had a caravan business, and I remember taking huge sums of money in my suitcase to work, uh, to school, and I would take two buses, one into town centre and one home, and I would go and do the banking and stuff like that. So I've always kind of been interested in, 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 in money projects. And, of course, one of my best projects is building projects. I just love building and and things like that. But you know what finances, when Harold handled over the finances, I need to say this, it was a very big responsibility for me because I had to make sure and ensure that there was always enough funds and uh, we would sit and we would discuss it regularly. Um, uh, what the budget is and how much we have and how much we don't have. And it was was a challenge, but I learned so much. And I'm going to share with you today. Two men that have really impressed me through the years of many, many books and and, and financial research is a book called The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And I'm holding this up because you need to go and Google – this man, and get his get his uh, books, he's got CDs, uh, DVDs, whatever, and just glean inspiration from this man because he was a multimillionaire. He crashed three times. And how he came out of it, and he just absolutely improved his lifestyle. The second one, somebody I've really come to like as well, is Robert Morris. And he's put out two books, but this was this one is beyond blessed. And I think this book came out later, and everyone got the first one, but this this one, maybe it's in the bookshops now. And 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 Robert also really blessed us, a man that had to learn to live with a budget and teaching us to do the same. You see, Dave Ramsey's testimony says. I had too much debt, too little savings, and no sense of control over my life. Boy, that sounds like a lot of folk that we know. 90% of my problem was realizing there was one. And he, he recommends in his book, you go and take a mirror and look at yourself and say, you have a problem. And we need to face the problem of no finances. This is a predicament that most people, especially during this COVID time, credit cards have been maxed, can't pay home loans, can't pay car loans. And it's just become a terrible, terrible predicament. But I'm going to hope today to give you some advice. I've even qualified some of this advice with some of the business people I know so that I, I might not be 100% accurate, forgive me, but you can also figure out and find out along the way, just like I did. Now, COVID took away people's dignity, it took away livelihoods. And what it took away in many children of God is purpose and vision. And I want to encourage you today, don't ever lose it. And if, you, if you've lost it, go back to God and find it. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, very well-known scripture, but maybe today it's going to have special significance to you. I know the plans that I have for you says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look to me wholeheartedly, now this um, this wholeheartedly, I took this and I, I want you just to listen to this for a moment because I went into the meaning of wholeheartedly and it was just so beautiful. It says, Enthusiastically, passionately, unreservedly, totally, unstintingly, unansweringly, committedly, entirely, and sincerely. That is when we give our wholehearted attention and keep our faith on God who is the giver. Then he goes on and he says, and you will find me when you do this. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and I will restore your fortune. Now this he said to Israel, remember they went into captivity and they went up to Babylon and God says, don't worry, I'm sending you back. But know one thing, I will restore everything that you have lost. I will restore your fortunes. Now, every person has a desire to build wealth. That's what life is all about. We, we have families to support. We, we have to go into a pension situation. Please don't go in too early. Pensions are not always good for people. But you will need to take control of your income now. And, and it's a decision you make now. He says here, he says here at, uh, at the bottom, a uh, proven financial plan for financial fitness. I need to say something to you. Fitness should not be a, an option, it shouldn't be a choice. It's something we must do. If we don't walk, we don't use our legs, we will cripple ourselves. The same with finances. We need, to, we need to control those finances. We need to guard over our finances. We need to do the right thing with our finances. It says here, and I, I took this out of, out of Dave's book, it says 80 to 90% of people buy into things that they cannot afford. Name brands new clothing, beautiful furniture. How do they do that? Most of it is done through credit. Now, we know there are three crippling dimensions. And, and, and when I say crippling, but can be crippling, sorry, can be crippling dimensions. That's home loans. We need home loans. And I wish we could all just buy a home cash, but we need a home loan. But we need to buy what we can afford. We need to look to a situation where at present we have a 7% interest. That interest could go right up to 15-20%. So we need to guard against that situation. Then we have car installments. Now, there again, I'm going to touch on this now now, and just share a little bit about a car instalment. Credit cards, and don't forget the loan sharks. Please, folks, avoid those people. We'll get there. How can we manage our debt? How? Can we manage our debt? Now, sometimes you look at your debt and you think, I don't even know where to start. Yes, you do, because you must. It is essential that you sit down and you, you will draw the family in now now, but it's essential you sit down and you look at your situation, especially coming out of this hard time that we are in. Now, I said here, involve your family. I actually said, How do you manage your debt? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Well, folk, it's going to be one plan at a time. You must plan. Without a plan, we have no vision. Without a vision, we have no plan. So I want to say, Involve your family. To build wealth, you will need to take control of your income with your family. Now, oh, but I can't get my children involved. Oh, I can't stress my children. No we need to involve our family so that they can grow up understanding that money doesn't grow on trees, as my father always used to tell me. And he would sit and he would say, let me show you how money grows. And it was always an interesting project with him. And you know what, I learned so much for him. It is important to involve the family, especially when you have to take drastic measures, as so many folk right now are having to do. They do and are the reason for half your spending. Which brings me to a point, and and Harold said he gave over the finances to me, but he knew I could take responsibility. You know, many times You have a spender in the family. It's either the wife or the husband, and hopefully neither. But you have to curb people. I said you don't hide this financial pressure from your family. By getting involved, they get that sense of responsibility that they need. Now, people are are in a time where they've lost their jobs. They are living on maybe borrowed time, borrowed money. But there will come a time where God will give you a plan and give you a way out. You've got to seek God with all of your heart and God will open a door. But you know, one of the systems that Dave gives, and he gives a whole, it's like the Dave Ramsey University situation. It's just a file and it's brilliant. And he talks about the envelope system. I don't have time to go into the envelope system, but it's a brilliant system and i just briefly mention it. I had a a friend and she had to look after two children who had lost their parents and uh, uh, these children did not know how to spend money. Whatever they wanted, they got. They were really very spoiled And and that was sad for them because their parents had neglected to teach them. So what happened is this friend said, they've only got X amount. They're living in a situation where they don't know what's going to happen next week. I said, right, let's start them on an envelope system. And I said, put X amount in every week. They need to know that this has got to work out. They must go and sit out and work out their little budgets. By the end of the week, if they have a bit extra in that envelope, then they can go and buy the pizza because these children were buying pizzas every second day, going and buying food in every second day, but they were not... They didn't know how to spend wisely. She said to me, within months, these kids were brilliant. They were watching. They they didn't let the water run. They put the electricity off they, because she had a whole system, a budget worked out for them, and they knew that they had to, they had to work on that budget so that they could come out because they only had x amount. And these were these were fairly young. One was a teenager and one was over twenty. So I want to encourage you: take your children, sit your children down, say, "Listen, this is our situation. Now we're going to work together." And I just love what um, what uh, Robert Morris did. He spoke. He brought in, or somebody did, he brought in the story of Mister Budget. Now, Mr. Budget says this and Mr. Budget says that. So every time he found himself in a place where the children wanted something and he would say, well, let us go and sit down and see what Mr. Budget says. And this brought out a very funny story because one lady took the story and she, she applied it in her home and she got to McDonald's and she wanted the little toy and the children the children said, can we have the one with a toy? And she said, no, Mr. Budget says we can't. So the one little girl says, I wish Mr. Budget would just die. Well, you know what? It took the responsibility and the onus and the pressure off the mother. But they understood and they came to understand. Now, you know, um, home loans... And I want to mention something. You know, this clothing issue is very big. I see these young people, and it's name brands here and there, and and and, and you know, it, and that's the pressure on mom and dad. You know, you don't understand, mom, but so and so's got this, and so and so's got that. You need to sit your children down and deal with them. I, I'll never forget. I have a very wise sister, and she she had a she had a daughter that was a, a very strong daughter and I mean, this started, I think, from the age of 10 or 11, and they decided, listen, she's going to get a budget. She's going to get given X amount, and she will go and buy her own clothing. I tell you, she went to the most reasonable clothing shops, and she learned from that early age, and all the tension in the home was taken away. So, I want to just encourage you, do that; it really works. Give the children a little budget, and they must see and come out with that. They can't go and buy the two thousand rand name brand running shoes or whatever, whatever. They'll go and look for shoes at a much cheaper place, and it'll be just as nice, even though it may not have the name on it. And I know that in England, and I know that it's uh, uh, it starts in the it's in the Cape as well. There are many shops that um, uh, have second hand clothing, and I know people that go that they buy the most beautiful secondhand clothing a lot of the clothing is coming in from England so I want to say get an idea get a plan and and, and go and open up a shop like this I promise you people will flood your shop and uh, just God has got so much to give us just open up your hearts open up your minds and trust the Lord to give you a plan you know if I look at the whole aspect of home loans and um, you can reduce your monthly uh, your monthly payment on a home loan by starting to pay. And I'm going to share the snowball thing and there you'll, you'll be able to see how you can do it as well. But if you can just get into the plan and I'm wondering if, if uh, they could just put it up for me and you will see it now clearly so that I can just take you through the whole home loan, the home loan one. And uh, it's, it's um, there we go. Now, if you have a look at our home loan situation, the short-term matters are very important because you're going to go and buy a home and you're going to think, oh, okay, the house is going to be one million rand. No, it's not going to be mil- one million rand. It's going to have short-term costs. Those short-term costs, are, uh, there's one sort costs, which is your bond registration and your transfer. That's additional costs. Um, you're going to have more, uh, that will come to approximately 60,000 Rand. Now, if you have a look, I'm just talking about the first column. It's 1 million at the top, second column, 15, uh, uh, 1.5 million, third column, 2 million. That's the various home loans. So depending on the, 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 the home loan, you, your bond uh, bond registration will go up or down depending on how, uh, how much or how little. Now, the 7% interest rate is where we're at right now. Praise God, it's where it's at. Many people could afford to buy homes. I remember a few years ago where it went up to 16, 18, I don't even know if it hit 20%. People were getting rid of their houses, were selling their houses, were getting into dire straits because of interest rates. Always consider the interest rates in a future scenario. If the government decides to put that home, that interest rate up to 10%, you could be in trouble. If you look at a million Rand bond, what it's going to cost you, it's going to cost you approximately um, uh, the repayment. You're going to see there's a top line is uh, 30 years. The bottom line is over fifteen years. Now, why I took thirty years as many of our young folk buy, and they buy into a thirty-year bond. Now, I want you to have a look at uh, the one million. Let's just, or, or let's go to the two, uh, one point five million. If you look at that, nine uh, nine thousand nine hundred and seventy-nine is your monthly, your your bond repayment over thirty years over 30 years, it's going to be a total, I know, of 360 months, okay? Then you take it over 15 years, it'll go up to 13,482. I'm looking at the 1.5 million. That brings in a difference on your bond that you're paying monthly of 3,000, just over uh, 3,500 Rand. Now, If you go down to the next uh, drop down, the total bond repayment over 30 years, you will have paid for that same 1.5 million rand house, 3.5 million over 30 years. That'll be double what you paid for the house. The bottom line says that you paid 180. Uh, is it 65 or 85 one million 185 rent more than you should have paid for the house if you go back to uh, if you if you go back now just imagine if you halve for instance the 15 years you get a different rate now how do you arrive at a better situation by doing one very simple move paying a bit extra every month and you can take a picture of that screenshot we will be putting it up and uh, we'll be keeping it up on our web and everything just to help you how can we save by just putting that little bit extra every month whether it be a hundred or a thousand rand now I know I'm not going to be popular here with the car salesman but I want to say something how do we make extra money and we're only earning X amount? How do we have that that extra money, should I say, to put into a house bond? Because that's our biggest asset, but actually it's also our biggest liability when we're paying for a double house. So you know, we always want a new car and we get told we must get new cars and new cars and you've got the warranties and you've got this and you've got that. Well, I want to just say something. Either go for a reasonable car. Um, you can you can even go and get a, um, uh, what do they call those cars? Uh, it's not secondhand, but it's been used for a period and you can get off about a 10 15% or uh, 15,000 Rand, or get a second-hand car. Oh, how can I get a second-hand car? Well, i got news for you, As Dave says, most millionaires in America drive second-hand cars. Why do they do that? Because by the time the car rides out of the car manufacturing shop, it's lost 30 to 40% of its value. Now, if you just wait for a year or two, you get that 30, 40% in your pocket. Then you're gonna have that extra money to put down on your house so that you can get your house paid off over five or 10 years. There are ways to make money, just think. And and one of the ways I'm going to show you is the debt snowball. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, setup. And it really and truly uh, uh, helps us if we can understand the snowball of how to start from the bottom up. But I won't get there now. Now, let's have a look at um, get a plan or get counsel on how to make a plan. Now, you may be fine. You may have a wonderful retirement scheme going for yourself. You may have uh, money in the bank, and which is very important, by the way. Once you get established, I just want to say something you need to um, uh, uh, help others. In other words, if you can put away three to six months of surplus, just and you create a surplus, it's going to be hard. Remember, Mr. Budget. But if you can create a surplus, so that if you have, like people have experienced during this time, there is no extra money. They are battling to, 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 to get jobs, or they've lost their jobs, or they've had to down, uh, downscale. But if, if you can just um, uh, uh, put away an amount for that day that you may not have. We need to have that fund, that special fund that just helps us. And you know, when it really gets good, that's where the good holidays come from. That's where that's where we are able to, um, uh, uh, to take our families and, and we can have those extra meals. But don't touch that fund until you have built it up sufficiently. One of the things that I know you can do, and and, uh, uh, we've done that on occasion, is to use the access bond into the house. In other words, when you've got something extra, put it into the access bond. You can always draw it out. And that's what's the benefit. But then you're hitting the interest of the banks. Something I heard wise words yesterday, if you can put that extra in before the 15th of every month, you really make a difference in the interest. So I want to just help you in those dimensions. Get a plan. And if you are in a good place, you owe it to help other people to hear how you got there. We are there to help one another. You know, I... um. I, I I was in the hairdresser a few years ago and I was just hearing the ladies, they were washing washing the hair and they were behind me. And I remember one, she's gone on to be with the Lord, her name is Doreen. And Doreen was just saying, I don't understand it, but I put 300 Rand every month into this account and every month it just comes back the same. So I said, Doreen, you're paying interest. You, are, you don't need the clothes that you are using on that account. You are paying interest. So I went to the, the owner of the hairdressing salon and I said, listen, can I take the ladies into a little back room? It's going to be literally five minutes and I'm going to show them the snowball, the dead snowball. And, you know, just by doing that to them, I, I changed lives. She came back to me. It was like a year, year and a half And she said to me, Maud, Maud, we have done it. I've got no debt. I've got money in my pocket. I was so happy for her. So folk, help others. You've got wisdom. You've got knowledge. Help others. And that's what we just love to do. Now, I said here too, and (laughs) this is something. If you skip, you know, people buy cars every three or four years. If you skip buying a car for a year or two, And you just take that money that you're spending on that car, put it on your house, your house loan goes right down. And you won't believe what's going on. you can use it even for a retirement fund make sure that you are looking after your old age you know and and um, we, we need to we need to put in far more than we actually realize so you need to go and talk to a broker that's really got a lot of wisdom if they say to you you're going to need ten thousand a month to retire let me assure you you're going to need thirty thousand a month to retire because if we look back at 20 years ten thousand was an enormous amount Of money, 10,000 now is not much money, so always be careful that you make and you create a good situation for your retirement. I said, Yeah, get creative, that's very important. That's one of the creative ways. Now, the credit cards this is the biggest killer. This is the biggest killer. The interest rates vary from 18 to 20 percent. You go and figure out, 10,000 Rand credit, you are paying 2,000 Rand a month just on interest. Do you know what you can do with that 2,000 Rand? I've just told you with the house situation. Get rid of credit cards. The big myth is building a credit history. Now, it's a snowball of doom because the myth is that we must make debt, in order to get more debt. So I don't figure that one out. Scripturally, that doesn't make any sense to me. So I want to say, be very careful. You know what the banks, if if some if you're needing to purchase a car, I know it may interest, it may affect your interest, but if you've got a good relationship with that bank, you will get a good interest rate. And what happens is is to to they will contact your bank and say, now listen, What kind of client is this? And the bank will say, No, well they're very regular. They pay everything, they do everything. There's your reference. You don't have to go and buy and get into debt so that you can get a credit rating. When I see these credit ratings, I just want to I want to cry. You know, clothing accounts. My goodness. I'm standing in a a a a big store one day and I'm at the counter, I'm paying for something, and a lady comes up and she's got an arm full of clothing and she says, can you please tell me what, uh, how much I have, how much credit I have? And the lady behind the counter opened up. She says, mom, we've only got 550, but good news. We have increased that to a further 2000 Rand. I was so shocked. I couldn't keep quiet. I said, do you know what you've just done? You opening up a hole for this lady to fall into. And I said to this lady, please don't fall for this. Those clothes that you're carrying there next next uh, 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 spring or next autumn, they're going to be out of season. They're going to be out of fashion. They're going to be too small. Be careful what you're doing, please. You don't need a clothing account. And and I said, your yeah, clothing account, a furniture account, appliance account, all the appliances. Go and buy this dishwasher and this tumble dryer together and get five hundred rand off boy doesn't that sound like a sweet deal i want to say be careful of these deals you work around these deals you know i often it sounds very funny but god has really preserved my appliances sometimes If I sense there's something wrong, I'll just say, Lord, just 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 help me. Now I'm not saying God is gonna fix my appliance, but I tell you what, if you know how many donkey years my appliances have gone on for, because I pray over everything I buy, I pray over everything that I do, I really encourage you to do the same. You know, get rid get radical go and cut that credit card to pieces. Now, shark loans, that's the big, that is the very unsavory characters. Their interest rates go from twenty, 22 and can go up to 34%. And they hit you with additional hidden costs, for instance, unemployment, disability, death cover. By the time you've taken out that loan, there's an additional 500 rand on that loan for them to secure themselves, to safeguard themselves in case you can't pay that loan. And then they have access many times to your salary and they take the money anyway. So I really want to ask you be careful of these shark loans and then standing security ask the question why do surety why do you need to stand surety for somebody and and the paraphrased yeah, the proverbs 7 uh, 17, 18 says it's stupid to guarantee someone else's loan. Now, many times we co-sign for people because of a few reasons. One of them could be bad debt, one of them because they can't afford it. Well, if they can't afford it now, they're not going to afford it there. And it's very easy for, and we've had experiences personally, and uh, um, I'm sure you have, especially in in family circles where you signed for a child or or somebody or a brother or a sister or an in-law or something and that whole deal went sour, and you ended up paying instead of them. And you know what it does? It sours the friendships. It sours the loans, uh, uh, the, the the families. Uh, uh, it sours everything. Just be very, very careful what you do. And we can't just give willy-nilly and, and sign willy-nilly, because we will stand account if that loan falls through. Now, if you put up the snowball, very quickly put up the snowball a diagram and uh, you will see the diagram there. And uh, I, I, I cannot, see, let me just see if I can see it clearly here. Um, if we have a look here, it's, uh, it says there um, that the total debt, they're taking it at 20,500 Rand, looking onto the top left the allocated monthly is 1500 We pay to, to service that 2500 debt. The total months, and they've taken the total months to annihilate debt. They've given it over a plus minus 14-month period to, uh, and the one-month interest. So in other words, you're going to pay for 15 months. The 15th month is going to be interest. Now, you take month number one. You start at the bottom of, of month number one. Number five, try and get number five. Add extra to number five because once number five is paid off, you can automatically move to number four and you put the total amount of number five into number four. And when you take number four, once that's paid off, you've got one and a half thousand because you add number five and number four and you put that down on month number three. Once number three is paid off, you will have 4,500 Rand to cover the 6,000 Rand debt and so on. And before you can you you, you can uh, get yourself, you have paid off your entire debt. That is how the debt snowball works. And we've given there uh, several targets and you can take a look at them. And it's just interesting how they work, but you know what? They are so effective and you can go back to the actual screen. Thank you. Now, if we have a look finally, I've come to the place of tithing. Now, at no time has Harold and I ever neglected to tithe. It started when we didn't know that we could tithe. You heard the testimony that Harold gave. And just by following that, we were able, God gave us the wisdom, the knowledge, the insight, to bring our tithes every month, and I'm just reading something here very briefly out of Robert Morris's book. Remember when Jesus, in Matthew 22, verse 21, he said this. And he was speaking to the Pharisees. He said uh, 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 they showed him the coin. He says, "Now, whose face is on this coin?" They said, "Caesar's." He said, "Right. Well, then, give to Caesar." What belongs to Caesar, you see, whether we like it or not, we must pay our tax and we must walk in integrity. Then, and give to God what belongs to God. This this belongs to God. Whether we like it or not, it belongs to God. And Morris here says, um, uh, Robert Morris says, Clearly, God must be first in every area of our lives and that certainly includes the area of finances. Yet this is the very area in which people struggle the most. We have already seen one significant reason why, the spirit of Mammon. He att- it attaches itself to money and wants to be worshipped. Um, I, I just uh, pointed out that whenever you allow to provide your identity and security, it is a true object of your worship. In other words, you are defined by what you own. I also demonstrated that the true object of our worship is that to which we readily give time and attention. Again, few things in this world get more time or attention than financial matters. People obsess endlessly over the status of their bank balances their investments their portfolios today smartphones allow us to monitor the rise and fall of the world markets on a minute by minute basis for many of us when we are when we're facing we're not facing on uh, sorry for many of us when we are not focusing on money We're obsessing over things that money can buy. Glossy magazines, home remodeling, shows on television, internet sites feed us the endless stream of beautiful things to covet and crave. Homes, cars, clothes, electronic trips. Yes, Mammon wants your worship, but that worship belongs to God. How do you put God first in your finances? The answer is simple, yet seemingly so difficult for many, the tithe. Well, I've come to the end of the session and I just want to say, folk, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God and I pray it right now. Father, I pray that everybody watching this live stream will have the mind of Christ, receive the mind of Christ, will receive the wisdom of God, will receive the empowerment of your Holy Spirit to make the right financial decisions. I pray for homes that have suffered great loss. Father, we read in that scripture that you will restore our wealth, that you will give us back, what the enemy has stolen. Father, I pray that people will come out of captivity. Open doors of opportunity. Open workplaces for people. Create jobs for people. Lord, give promotions where people are needing promotions. We ask it in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for you are the giver of all good blessings. Thank you. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefoulsonline.com.